Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Barbara Roux-Levra, who will share with us what is the easiest way to create your ideal life. And within the next half hour, you will find out more about what radical responsibility is all about, what role your mood plays in your life, and last not least, why female energy will lead the world in the future. So welcome, Barbara, and thank you for participating to this talk. Would you like to say a few words about yourself? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ulrike, for this opportunity. Um, you really came into my world, right? And I see you as a manifestation of what I'm putting out there, that I want to put my voice out there. Um, to introduce myself, I would say that I come from Latin America originally, um, which is a very chauvinistic uh, part of the world, as uh, we all know. And uh, maybe this is why the topic also came up, right? Stop blaming men. Because, um, well, we'll go into that later. So I moved here about 25 years ago. And, um, and originally I had studied computer science and business. And it was only until 10 years ago that I realized, oh my gosh, my heart was not there. And, um, and I discovered coaching and I became a coach and I just love, love, love the process of transforming people. And, um, and so here we are today. Okay, thank you very much, Barbara. I'm really happy as well that I stumbled over you <laughs> via LinkedIn and that we found each other for this for this interview. We have a title that is maybe a little bit provocative for some people. It's about Stop Blaming Men. And what I see in this title is a big message of self-empowerment. But before we go into the positive aspects of this, what if we do not stop blaming men and if we make other people responsible for a situation where we are in? Yes, great question, Ricky. I mean, when we fall into the blame game, nothing good can, can come out of it. Right, because putting the blame means putting the power to somebody else when basically we are like not being the protagonist of our life, right? And not only that, what happens when I'm thinking that ah, it's my boss, you know, I'm not getting the promotion because he's mean and he doesn't like me, and my colleagues, you know, they don't recognize my work, and my husband is not helping me, whatever wherever and to whoever we are blaming, we're going to create terrible feelings, right? We're going to feel frustrated because frustration is the result of trying to change something that actually we cannot change, right? So we're going to create all sorts of negative feelings over here, whether it's frustration or anger, you know, or self-pity, right? Sadness, helplessness. And what happens? We know now that the universe is a field 
And whatever we plant into that field, we will reap. So if what I am planting is frustration and anger and self-pity, I'm just going to get more of that. And secondly, I want to say that when we are in the blame game and fail to take responsibility, we're going to repeat that situation. Right. Because it doesn't matter. I can change my job. You know, I changed. Oh, great. Now I'm working for a new company. Right. Or I can change my husband. Great. Now I divorced him. But if I didn't change inside, I'm going to experience exactly the same situation. Yeah, that's a very wise word. Um, if we only try to change our environment or exchange the things we don't like without being very clear about what is actually our internal power and how we can shape our lives in a sustainable way, in a different way, then we can't go very far. I like your comment about blame being being all of these other feelings, like you said, frustration, anger, sadness, and many, many more. I like to say often that blame, like worry, is uh, an emotion, if you want to call it like this, without any transformational power. <clears throat> but I think I have to review that because what you just said is that it has transformational power, but in the negative sense. Yeah. So it is something that is limiting us. What, what is the worst case scenario that can happen if we don't become or have, have this awareness that we are actually blaming someone else or something else for our situation? Yes, Ulrike, so this is how people... This whole people actually end up in a burnout or end up committing suicide. You know, if we want to talk about worst case scenario, because as we get more and more frustrated, but we continue to create more and more of it, you know, it's also like a snowball effect, right? So the same thing, the same way that something good can grow, if we continue to plant negative feelings, this thing can just blow out of proportion and nobody nobody can help us you know this is what i've seen right the more somebody's into blaming and not wanting to take responsibility the less they're open to the truth so when somebody comes and says hey can i tell you what i see they're going to be so on the defensive because no you know it has nothing to do with me and i'm just a victim and this is the worst path that we can take and you know what beautiful women It's not necessary. We have so much power that we don't need to take that stupid path. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that brings me to my next question very nicely. What is in reach <laughs> if we take that power? Yes, Ulrike, you know, to me, this is fascinating. Right now, we are discovering that we are gods. I mean, Ulrike, what ancient, you know, manuscripts, you know, from religious, from all types of religions were telling us we are gods. Now, physicists, probably the people that are the least religious in this world, right? Physicists are telling us, oh, yes, actually, what we have discovered is that the particles in an atom are shaped and changed according to who is observing them. Isn't that unbelievable? So what wise men were telling us thousands of years ago, wise men and women are telling that same thing to us now. We are God. So we really have, it's all within our powers to create the life that we love. Right. So, and, and, and we are just underestimating this power. And this power, Rika, what I love is not based on 
hard work and you know and ah, and and this and these bad feelings no is the opposite when we realize that actually gods gods don't create by doing gods create first and foremost by being is being in that energy because everything is energy Mm-hmm. If you're listening to you like this, you would. We, we were just motivated right away to go into a self meditation <laughs> somewhere inside of us. Um, I think that it's quite compelling, yeah, to find out how you can achieve this stage, this state of mind. How you can actually access to this inner world, which is finally coming from the inside to to manifest the life that you want on the outside and i can imagine the audience is now wondering well that sounds great but how can i get there how, what can i do can you give us a few hints that are like relatively simple first steps that someone can do yeah yeah absolutely um this is where the radical responsibility comes into play like, right right and i think okay this is such a uh, um a topic of today because of the pandemic what has the pandemic done it has forced us to go within right because we could not go out so we could only go within oh my god this is where the most delicious part of our lives is because you know what happens with that we've spent most of our times nobody Nobody has told us, follow your heart, find out what is what is your essence, right? Most of us, we grew up in environments and we are following others. Oh, this is a new buzzword, right? So let me do that. And oh, everybody's doing this, so I'm going to do that. But so few times in our lives, we have been taught, no, go within. What actually makes you happy? Something so simple as that, right? Because that which makes us happy, Ricky, is that which gives us life. And life is what we want, right? All those other bad feelings, that's like death, right? What death is also a disease, right? And what we want is, yeah, to really connect. As you said, we can meditate. It's, it's, let me get to know myself, right? Let me get to know myself intimately what makes me come alive right even if it sounds banal for someone else but what makes me come alive and i want to say and to recognize wiki that we are magnets we're magnets and magnets not only attract but also are meant to repel right as soon as we're attracting something we're also repelling something else so all the more reason to be, to know, wait, what am I attracting? And to know that, Ulrika, we have to know ourselves. Actually, this is what I do a lot in my work, is help my clients to intimately know themselves, you know, to understand why am I attracting um, bosses who, you know, who behave like this or that? Why am I attracting partners who are unfaithful, right? Why? But it, that's it. Even I will tell you this yesterday, client of mine was telling me, yes, you know, I feel very frustrated at work. My colleagues don't recognize my work. You know, it's I do something great, but they, they just minimize it. 
And you know that when it was time for her to give feedback, I was like so surprised because her feedback was so meager, was so stingy. She was doing exactly that she was complaining about, right? So if we want to take responsibility, we have to realize everything in our lives is a mirror, right? Whatever I have outside, I have it inside. So whatever people, if I say, well, my clients are stingy, I'm stingy, right? If I say, oh my God, my partners are selfish, I'm selfish. I mean, even, and even if it sounds like really, yes, really, whatever we are manifesting, we have it inside. So that's why the minute that we know ourselves, then we are like, aha, we get big ahas and then makes it a lot easier to change our lives. Mm -hmm. And that is what radical responsibility for your life is all about, as far as I, I understand. So I can imagine that for quite a few people, this is pretty hard to swallow because obviously It, there are a lot of circumstances around us that, that fall on us, that happen to us. I mean, the pandemic is the best example. Nobody individually asked for that and it just came. And we have a lot of situations where we feel overwhelmed, surprised by what's coming. Um, and, and at the end, we think that this is nothing to do with us and we were just unlucky But I also believe that this is not true. <laughs> so you already shake your head. I, I already believe that this is not true because at the end, there is a huge level of self-responsibility which we can take in the minimum about taking the responsibility on how we react to the situation and how we how we want to manage the situation. This is in our hands. I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit on that, maybe. Yes, yes, I would love that, Ulrika. I would love that. Actually, one of my mantras is, I am so lucky. And I have taught this to my kids as well. We're so lucky. We're so lucky. To my partner also, we're so lucky. So, so, we, so lucky things are always happening to us. And the pandemic is a great example, Ulrika. Yes, the pandemic is here. Yes, some people have gone totally bankrupt. But some people have become millionaires, right? Right? As simple as that. Some people have realized, oh my God, my marriage is crap. Let me get out of here. So that's a blessing. To me, the pandemic already has made it, any situation that we had in our lives have, has made it more acute, right? If we had bad relationships, they became really bad, right? If, um, if we were only depending on one income stream, okay, and maybe we cannot do it anymore, you know, then, okay, oh my gosh, then I have no money, right? But what, but independently of the circumstances, we get the fact, this is the universe, the way the universe works. We can turn any situation, instead of seeing it as a roadblock, we can use it as a bridge. This is just a fact of life, right? And we have, we all know examples of this all around us, right? And famous people too. We all have the capacity to turn any adversity into a bridge because we are gods, right? So we, we, it's always a choice whether I want to act like a victim or I want to say, okay, so what is this showing me and how is this an opportunity, right? Actually, when I couldn't get a job in IT, when I first moved to Switzerland, that was great. 
because it, it showed me, my God, I, I never liked IT. Like, can you imagine me, an IT person, like programming, like it just doesn't match me at all. But this is how little I knew myself when I was 17 and I had to choose a career, right? So really, if we choose that, Ulrike, we can see everything that happens in our lives as an advantage, as an opportunity, as a bridge, as a, as, as a door opening, as something wonderful. Hmm. It's about seeing failure as a learning as well. And as you say, maybe even anxiety as an opportunity for growth. And I think there are a lot of signals out there which we usually perceive as something negative because we feel harmed or we feel we, we feel hurt in our confidence, for example. Whereas maybe there is something positive in there. You said as well... Um, You said as well, and that's what I what I was saying in the introduction about yourself, that female energy will lead the world. What do you mean by that? Especially, first of all, what's your definition of female energy? <laughs> yes, you know, female energy to me is being. Is being. Male energy is more doing. Female energy is more heart-centered. Right? Male energy is more head driven. And you know what I see? Look at the who are the leaders, even in the pandemic, that are standing out. Women like Jacinda Andern, right, of New Zealand. And and what is she being guided by? That she has so much compassion. Female energy to me has a lot to do with compassion. And what has guided this world, you know, if you think about it, is this male energy that is based on no fight and, and dominance, right? And I'm going to go to war because I'm going to force you to do my will. And, you know, and even if other people die, who cares, right? And female energy is so the opposite. It's actually, no, no, we don't even need to fight, right? Like, let's just find common ground, right? It's such a peaceful energy, so full of compassion, And it's so heart-centered. And you know, Ricky, that's exactly what we need to create our best life. You know why? This is what I tell my clients. Whatever you do in your life, check always your energy. Check why am I doing something? Because we cannot fool the universe. We cannot fool the universe with our actions. I cannot say, you know, I'm going to give a lot of money to the poor. And then that means that, wow, I'm going to receive a lot of abundance. No, because it depends on why you did it. If you did it, you know, to get recognition and then you don't get the recognition, what happens? And actually, probably you won't get it. You know why? Because, you know, what we really want and we're trying to force, we don't get it, right? And then when we don't get it, We're going to feel again frustrated and we're going to go into bad feelings. But when we are led by our heart and we say, I'm going to help this person, if I really feel it in my heart, what happens that my reward was doing it? I don't need another any other reward because that gave me joy. The joy is my reward. Right, Ulrike? So if I'm after joy and I did it out of joy, I'm going to get joy back. And that joy, that energy of joy is going to create in my life other things that are going to give me joy. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what you send out, you get back. 
exactly. If we look into into the work environment today, for example, and um, and you said something important here without stereotyping too much, but about that women have a different energy in general and are leading more with their heart. In, in, in terms of leadership, I would translate this to they have a more inclusive leadership style, more of a coaching and empathetic leadership style. And I know that many men also would love to apply more of this leadership style and that everybody says it's the leadership style of the future. Nonetheless, if leaders women and men alike apply this, they are often get pushed back by not being strong enough. <laughs> yeah. So it's very contradictory out there. And I think we're in between probably two eras, a bit more uh, of, a, of, a, of a control command hardwired era that comes from, I call it older male behaviors. Yeah. Like it has been done centuries and centuries ago. It was all about power and, and control in the past. And we still carry this with us in a way. And, um, if we can, if I come back to the title of this talk about stop blaming men, so they, they might say, Oh, she's blaming men in the past. Yes, I do. I agree. But I think we have to stop doing this in the present. <laughs> and that's quite a difference. And um, it's about really having, I think, the courage to live these um, traits, which often women um, perceive as being like too female to show or too vulnerable to show in their work environment, to take over the self-empowerment and power in general in a different way. Would you yeah. like to comment on this? Yes, I love that, Ulrike, exactly, because actually we tend to move in extremes. So either exactly we're in this command and control, right? right. And then, or then we are too nice, right? We are too nice. We're in this energy almost of people pleasers. And neither of this energy is good. What we want, and nature shows this all the time, nature always seeks balance. Balance. And you know what I teach my clients? I say, you can set boundaries, right? Being in female energy is not, oh, then I don't have any boundaries and people can do whatever they want. No. You know what it, what it looks like? Is I can set boundaries, but I can set them with love. I can set them with a lot of respect. And you know what, look at this, this is so powerful. If I tell somebody, listen, I'm going to have to tell you no. I'm really sorry. I wish I could say yes, but it's just not for me at the moment. Um, it doesn't work in the structure that we are now. So, yeah, I'm sorry about that. So the answer is going to be no, but who knows in the future, maybe things change, right? I'm setting a firm boundary, but I'm saying it with love, you know, with compassion, right? Compassion, like, okay, this is the way I would like somebody to tell me no. So, yes, yeah, so it's not one extreme or the other. Let's find that powerful balance. And you realize, Ulrike, that sometimes when we want to be like strong and, and, you know, without compassion, then maybe we say no. And then we act, you know, we're aggressive. And what happens, especially to women? Then we feel guilty, right? Then comes the guilt. Oh, my God, I was so mean. I was so evil. And you know what happens? That makes us weak because next time we don't want to feel guilty. 
So we're going to think twice about setting the boundary, right? Oh my God, because I don't want to end up, you know, being the bad guy or the bad girl, right? So no, let's find this balance that we can set boundaries. We can say no. We can tell somebody, listen, I'm going to have to let you go, you know, but we can do that with compassion and with love and, and, and everybody feels better and we make the world a better place. Thank you very much. I think uh, it's time already to wrap up a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I will. I have noted three points actually, which I would like to reshare um, with the audience. What you said when it comes to stop blaming men and stop blaming others in general and taking over radical responsibility for our life. So, three things which you can do. The first one, the basic probably of all, is know yourself intimately know yourself really connect to yourself and understand first of all well who you are and what you want to achieve what truly counts be very clear on this and just take this time to step out of this crazily busy world yeah sit down in a place go for a walk alone and just think about this properly once give yourself the time and the luxury <laughs> to do yeah. this because you'll make a huge difference for everything that will follow step number two that comes then with it in more in practice you said check your energy Because what you send out is what you get back. If you send worry out, you get worrying things back. If you send whatever fear out, you get things back that make you fear even more. Whereas if you send like confidence out or trust or love or joy, then chances are high that you get this back. So really be aware of your energy. Sometimes we think we send out joy, but... There's so much underlying worry that that actually we send out worry. Yes. <laughs> realize it's, a, yeah. it's also about stepping back taking the time and listening learning to listen carefully to yourself what energy are you sending out and this can explain a lot also in your relationships not only at work in every situation of your life and then number three that was about setting boundaries because it's not because you're leading with your heart and you're you're letting out more emotions and you're just led more by your emotions and you just acknowledge them that you cannot set boundaries you can set boundaries but if you do this also in a way with love and respect again you get back what you send out and you can by this manage your life still in a very self-determined way and probably much more self-determined yes. <laughs> without doing all of this. If you had one last thing to share with the audience, something where you say, this is the one thing that you can start with right away. When we finish this talk, you go out and you start with that. What would that be? Yes, good that you asked that. Really, the number one, find a group that has high energy because Ulrike, we are all constantly calibrating, you know, ourselves to the people around us. And most of the time our family, you know, they probably don't have the best energy. If we want to change our lives the fastest way possible, we have to get into a higher energy and that we find a group, find a tribe, not that has like a nice energy, cute energy, yeah, a lot of self-help groups are all about, you know, sharing how bad I feel and all the problems I had, no, 
find a group that are saying, you know what? I'm not looking at my obstacles. I'm creating bridges. I am celebrating you. I cannot celebrate me now, but I'm celebrating you as if it was me. I am taking radical responsibility. I am keeping my energy high. Find that group because you know what, Rick, it's not so easy. Many times when we're in a high energy, actually we piss off the people around us. They're like, oh my God, why, why is this woman so happy? I mean, what was her problem, right? Because we are clashing with their low energy and then they drag us down because we want to build rapport, right? Human beings, we want to build rapport about the people, uh, you know, with the people around us. So the easiest way, find a group with very high energy and immerse yourself in that, and faster than you think, and that you can expect, you will be in that high energy too, creating amazing things. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I am excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.